0: Welcome back to the Half Court Heave. And today we're going to be talking about some basketball. I'm here with Jatong Su and Akil Swarna. So one series I've really had my eye on recently was the Rockets versus um, Thunder series with Russell Westbrook being out. At first, the Rockets, when they won those first two games, I was like, oh, this isn't going to be a series. It's going to be four games, five games max. But then CP3 and the rest of the Thunder started like, they started actually winning some games, gaining the momentum back in the series. So... I'm really torn on this one. I don't know what side I'm going to choose, but do you guys think the Rockets should bring Russell Westbrook back so that, you know, they don't get eliminated in the first round?
1: Uh, Yeah, I think, um, you know, if you bring Westbrook back in, it's going to draw attention. Like they're going to have to game plan around Westbrook and they're going to be focused on him, but mm-hmm. the Rockets of course, aren't going to use him because they know he's injured. So Once their game plan is, you know, attracted more towards Westbrook, they can divert to more players like P.J. Tucker, James Harden, of course, and your other players. So like you have a more open game plan and the Thunder are like uh, they misunderstand what the Rockets are trying to do. So it's kind of
0: throwing them off. Yeah, but at the same time, like you don't want to overuse Russ right now and then risk chance of injury later. And then, say, when you play the Lakers, you have no chance. And not only when you play the Lakers, that could go on to next season and impact him for the rest of his career. Because they do have a chance to win this series without Russell Westbrook. We've seen that already through what's perspired. So, I don't really know. I feel like they should bring him in, though, because... This whole experiment of small ball, if they lose in this first-round series, D'Antoni's fired, they get a center, and everything's over. You know, this whole experiment with yeah. P.J. Tucker playing the five. But so they need to succeed and at least win one round. If you lose to the Lakers, that's fine. But you cannot lose to the Thunder, who people projected would be in the lottery at the beginning of the season. Right, right. Jatong, any thoughts?
2: Uh I don't think the Rockets would lose to the Thunder even without Westbrook. I, that, so I,
0: see, I didn't think that first, but then through time, they started winning these two games and they have the momentum in the series. So
1: Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. you can have a, an amazing superstar, but a better game plan will always beat them. And I think that's what the Thunder have. Better chemistry... And just a better game plan and a better coach, in my opinion,
0: as well. Yeah, I just really don't think Dantoni's that good of a coach as in this era, at least. Because, like, this whole small ball that uh, Daryl Morey and Dantoni want to apply to the current NBA, just there's no way it can work with like Anthony Davis who can switch on to anybody, or when you're playing people like that. They're just going to dominate you in the paint and defend all five positions. There's no way you can score on them or stop them.
1: Of course, yeah, I completely agree with that. I think it was ridiculous to get rid of Clint Capella.
0: Yeah, with Hawks benefited, so I'm not complaining.
2: the the the, the, the clip the, the Clippers kind of have a small ball lineup. When they don't have Zubas playing, they're basically small ball.
0: Who plays the five then, Jermichael Green,
1: when Zubac isn't in? And Montrez Harrell, but you know, he's like 6'9. Mont-
0: yeah. yeah. Yeah,
2: Montrez is almost like Draymond Green size.
0: But I feel like they play, it's not completely different, but like it's a little bit different because they play as centers. Like they're the way they play is the way a traditional center plays. But like PJ Tucker, that man steps onto the wing and then shoots threes. He doesn't like, you know, go into the paint and get his own buckets, get his own rebounds. But yeah. Harrell, he does not shoot the ball at all. He just drives straight into the paint and sits there. Yeah, and you know, they have,
1: of course, they don't use Joakim Noah. They have that. And they have Kawhi Leonard, who, in my opinion, is one of the few players who can play every position almost. And they have a better coach also.
2: Look, the thing is, when you talk about, right, positions are meant to describe the defense. Well, at least now that's how it is. Because on offense, you can, you have the ball, so you dictate what you can do, right? But right. on defense, you, you have to guard your man. And so that's why it doesn't matter what P.J. Tucker does on offense or what Montrezl Harrell does on offense because they can do whatever they want. And it's a defense that has to uh, th- – is a defense that has to, like, kind of
0: – Adjust.
2: React, re- react to what the offense does. And so I think that's the problem with the Rockets is – Defense. It's it's not that their offense, their their offensive style is messed up. It's the defense because they can't guard the bigs.
0: Yeah, I just think this series means so much to them, and you just wouldn't want to risk it by potentially benching Russell Westbrook. You need to play him if there's any chance he can play. Like this is so important to the future of their team, and both D'Antoni, Mori just the whole organization. If they lose this series to the Thunder, it's all over for them. So what's your predictions? Do you guys yeah. think they're going to win? Who's no, going to win? No, I, How many think, games?
2: No, the, the thing is, if, if they lose without Westbrook, they can say that it's because they didn't have Westbrook. But if they do lose with Westbrook, that's when everything is over.
1: I agree with that.
2: Because at least, At least you have an excuse, and that might prolong this experiment. But if you do bring Russell Westbrook back, The worst case is that you lose and everything is over.
0: Yeah, I just don't really like, like, playing without a center, playing non-traditional basketball, I guess. I just don't think it's going to work. But I guess they can extend it. But I'm thinking the Rockets are going to win in seven. That's my prediction. What about you guys?
1: I'm thinking Thunder in
0: seven.
2: I think the Rockets can win in six.
0: Yeah. Ooh. That's a bold prediction. I don't think it's going to happen, but uh, let's move on to the Eastern Conference now. So We're looking ahead to the semis, and matchup's already set. Celtics versus Raptors, and I really think if they play this series, it's going to be very entertaining. It's going to go seven. I personally think the Celtics are going to win. I know Akil disagrees with that, but they just got too many scorers from too many places, and it's just, they're so hard to stop. But the Raptors have overperformed way more than I expected without Kawhi, but I just don't think they're gonna be able to keep up with the Celtics. Yeah, I think this will be a
1: great series. I've been looking forward to this for so long. Always watching the Celtics and Sixers play, so boring. But now we finally get to see a great series. Jason Tatum's finally stepped up into like an elite scorer. You of course know how good um Brad Stevens is. He's a a mastermind of the game. And then the Raptors are like beyond expectations. They're flourishing uh with without Kawhi, pascal siakam's playing great kyle lowry stepped up once again fred van fleet's doing exceptional as a starter and off the bench and nick nurse is just the best coach in the nba oh okay
0: i think that's a little bit of a stretch but you include popovich
1: popovich you know okay i'll say um as of now nick nurse like this year and the past two years nick nurse was the best coach in the nba popovich better all-time, you know, all that.
0: You're saying like Popovich past- is washed up.
1: Not exactly. Like, you know, Mahomes is better than Brady, but Brady is better than Mahomes all-time. So that's Brady- kind of what I'm going at with Nick Nurse and <laughs> Greg Popovich.
0: Brady's washed up now. That's the thing. <laughs> mm, that Yeah, that's true. I guess coaches can't really get washed up. Yeah. I mean, they can fall. They cannot – they can, like – not advanced with the rest of the game, you know what I mean? But right, right. I don't know. Jatong, who do you think is going to win this series? I guess Jatong can't hear us right now, but uh, yeah, I think this is going to be a really good series. Once, once the Celtics got rid of Kyrie and got Kemba instead, that's when they really hit their, you know, whatever, Yo. peak right now. Yeah, we can hear Me you. Either. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So what do you think?
2: Uh, I- I think the Celtics would win. I mean, I mm-hmm. think part of the reason why the Raptors look so good is because they were playing the Nets. And the Nets are just not a good defensive team. So you have, like, people like Van Vliet Fair point. looking like like Steph Curry out there. But, like, <laughs> when, when you play the Celtics, they're just so much longer and better defensively. I don't think yeah. they'll let Vliet go off as much.
0: But, yeah. Right. I'm going to say Celtics in six just because – they got, like, they can keep Tatum on the bench for a good period of time. And then Jalen Brown, Kemba Walker, they're going to pick up the buckets. And they also got defensive stoppers and Marcus Smart. And this, uh Dice hasn't been playing too bad either. And Tatum's not a bad defender. They can defend and they can score from anywhere at the court on any time. I just think, I might even pick them in the against, they might win the finals this year. That's all I'm saying. Celtics are my mm-hmm. dark horse from the East. They have a really good chance. I just love him. Once they got rid of Kyrie, I know he went to Duke and I'm a Duke fan, but I don't like him. Once they got rid of Kyrie and Kemba came in, this team advanced so far ahead of what I what they thought they were, what I thought they would. And I know Gordon Hayward the injury to him's really, you know, going to hurt the team, but they still are just so stacked. Yeah, I think you, yeah, that's probably the perfect
1: word stacked. Yeah. I yeah. think this I mean, is definitely a series that goes into game six or seven, like one of those nail-biting overtime games.
0: Yeah, and I'm assuming you're going to pick the Raptors?
1: Yeah, I honestly, uh, without a bias, I'm going to say, like, it's either Raptors or seven or Celtics in seven. I know it's going to go to seven games. I'm going to say, like, 51% chance Raptors win, 49% chance Celtics. Like, that's how on the edge I am.
0: Mm. Long final prediction?
2: Yeah, I think uh Celtics win in six. Yeah, so, like I think if Celtics win. I think they can beat the Bucks. Oh, because
0: and that's a good transition. Problem. Because the next thing we're gonna talk about is Bucks versus Heat. We need to see if the Bucks even make it to the conference finals first. Because I know they have Giannis, but they don't. He can't create his own shot, and he doesn't have any other star play, play, playing around him. They gave Middleton a max contract, but he is not playing like it in these playoffs right now, and the Heat. They've been playing so good against the paces and just in the bubble in general because Butler, he can stroke it. Hero can stroke it. none can shoot. And so can, uh, what's that guy's name? Duncan Robinson. They just I got shooters Bob- everywhere. And they can throw Bam Adebayo on Giannis. They got defenders they can put on him. I just think I'm going to go with the underdog pick and pick the Heat here in this series.
2: Wow. Yeah, uh, I do think they Heat have a good chance of winning.
0: Yeah, I think uh,
1: if Bucks continue their slump, Definitely have the upper hand in this, but I feel like uh, Bucks are, you know, game planning well. They they have a lot of time considering these the boycotts, and they finished that series up quick, their first round. So I think you know, Bucks game plan well; they can win in five or six. But if if the Heat continue what they're doing, they can win in six. Honestly, yeah, I think.
2: I mean, how... go ahead, Jutong. When you when you watch Bucks games, it just seems like all of their shots are like it just doesn't come naturally. If
1: you yeah, play. I agree. I like when watching certain teams like the Spurs from like five years ago. There's like fluidity and like efficiency in their yeah. offense, but I don't feel that or see that from the Bucks.
2: Bucks are just like very like bumpy team. Yeah. I mean, like
1: aggressive downhill you know, towards the basket driving is
0: just what I look at them as. Their defense is just, or their offense is just give the ball to Giannis and then let him do whatever he wants. But, and most of the time it's worked, you know, back-to-back MVPs he's probably going to get, and he's a really good player. But as soon as, you, you know, create a wall like Kawhi did in that uh conference finals last year, he's done for And. With um, Eric Spolstra coaching the Heat, I think he's going to find a good way to stop him. And we saw the Heat had success against the Bucs in the regular season. And my prediction is going to continue into the postseason with the Heat winning in seven games.
1: Yeah, I think if Jimmy Butler does a good job on defense against Giannis, then Heat secured the series easily.
0: Yeah.
2: You think, you think Butler will guard Giannis?
1: I mean, we saw Kawhi do it. I'm definitely not saying Butler is as good as Kawhi, but he's like a lesser version. And though he doesn't have the wingspan and probably not the basketball IQ, I definitely think, you know, Butler and maybe like a double team from someone else, Bam Adebayo,
0: could do get the job done. Yeah, it's not going to be one person who's guarding Giannis. They're going to throw as many bodies yeah. as possible at him just to tire him out, wear him out, so that through the course of the game in the fourth quarter crunch time, he can't make that crucial basket. And I think that's what's going to be the difference here. They just got so many bodies. Yeah,
1: and he it's not like he's going to pull up from three. Like, you know he's going towards
0: the paint. Yeah, this Heat team, man, I'm telling you, their bench is – they don't have any, like, superstars. They just got a bunch of solid players, Jay Crowder, Andre Iguodala, or Kelly Olynyk. It's true, just true. – they're just solid players. That's why, I don't know, I like, I feel like they're a better version of the Raptors right now, because the Raptors, they don't got a superstar either, but they just got a bunch mm-hmm. of Marcus Gasol, Serge Ibaka, Norman Powell, OG Ananobi, it's just a bunch of solid players. And I don't think they're going to win the finals, but I think they can win this series. Yeah. But
2: the problem is, the Bucks do have very good defense, like... They're, they they have rim protection and they can also guard the perimeter really well. Yeah. And so just as that would be hard for the Bucks to score, it's also gonna be hard for the Heat to score. But and they don't have, like that one-on-one isolation score either for the Heat. Yeah. I mean the Bucks don't have that either. So
0: this is gonna be a. We can tell that this is gonna be like a huge defensive series. Just who stops who more, and the coaching adjustments are going to be huge with Coach Bud, All-Atlanta Coach, uh, coach of the Year, going up against Eric Spolstra, who's just, you know, a mastermind in his own right. So it's going to be a very intrig- intriguing series. What are you guys' final predictions? Give me the team is going to win and the amount of games.
1: Uh, I'm going to go with
0: Heat in seven. Tom? Yeah, same. Oh, we're all saying Heat in seven. If the Bucks win in four, this is going to look really bad. But we'll yeah. see. We'll see. And also, the NBA draft lottery happened this week. And uh, as an Atlanta fan, you know, we didn't get the results we were hoping for. But it's uh, it kind of shook out in a way where it became very interesting. Because what do the T-Wolves do with the number one pick? Do they go with Lamelo Ball, who's another ball handler, when they already have uh, D'Lo, D'Angelo Russell in Minnesota so that's going to be overlapping or do they pick Anthony Edwards who may not be have the same talent or may not have the same ceiling as Lamelo, but I think he's a better fit there in Minnesota but what do you guys think?
1: Yeah I think the the lottery you know if, if you're a Hawks fan you just look at the Knicks and you're just so grateful for what you have because you know the Knicks <laughs> every single year it's the worst luck I just feel terrible for New Yorkers Um, But but concerning Minnesota, yeah, I think uh, honestly, you have the option to trade with Charlotte maybe and give Charlotte the number one pick. Maybe Charlotte can give like a future first. I'm not exactly sure, but like I think Minnesota should either trade down one or two spots
0: or, you know, pull the trigger on Anthony Edwards. Yeah, I think Lamelo is going to be a stud wherever he goes. I know there's hype around him and there's hype around Lonzo too, but I just, when you watch him play, it's, it's different. But, yeah, I just don't see him being a fit in Minnesota or Golden State, one or two. So if someone wants to come and grab him, there's an opportunity to do that because they can get their man at three or four, it, Minnesota or Golden State, who they want.
2: I do think yeah. uh, the Wolves still select Anthony Edwards. He's just, he's just a better player right now, and he's a bit more uh, game-ready. NBA ready, yeah. But like true, true. The, 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 the thing is, I feel like the Warriors might just end up selecting the other out of the two, the one who doesn't go. for it. You don't think they're picking
0: Wiseman? I think they're going Wiseman. No, I, don't,
2: I just think the Warriors aren't very high on big men. Oh. Like they in the Warrior system, they don't value the big man that much. Like you saw, like DeMarcus Cousins, right? I mean, not very. He-
0: Boogie was washed up by the time he came to Golden State. They've never had, like, a talented center. Once that's they get true. that, we'll see what happens.
2: But, like, the Warriors, all the Warriors need out of a center is someone who can rebound.
1: I honestly agree. You just need a Something. rebounder. You have
0: scorers.
2: Maybe someone who protects the rim, but, like, they don't need a scoring big man.
0: So let yeah. me ask you this. If you don't think yeah, they're going to take Wiseman, do you think they're either going to take Edwards or Ball, or do you think they're going to trade the pick? Which one's more likely?
1: I think they select where they are. That's more likely. I think they
2: pick,
1: yeah, You know, they, they were in the finals last year. I don't, you know, you just want to go for the best possible option and get back to where you were a year and two years
0: ago. What I'm thinking is, a, as a possibility, and I'm just throwing this out there. One right. person who's been involved in trade talks for a pretty long time now, Bradley Beal, So Andrew Wiggins in there and this number two pick, maybe a future first, get yourself a Bradley Beal. And then you're right back in it with Bradley Beal, uh, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, nobody stopping that offense.
1: Yeah. But I I think that's where Chetong, you know, brought up a good point. You know, Draymond and Clay can't be playing all the defense. Steph can play some, especially now that you're in the West, LeBron, like who's going to stop AD. I do not think Draymond Green can stop AD. And I do not think Draymond Green can stop Hassan Whiteside and, uh Nurkic or you know, Nikola Jokic and Michael Porter over in Denver. There's so many like talented big men in the West. I think they definitely need a big man from this draft to look forward to the next two, three years to combating those other Western big men.
0: Yeah, but here's the thing. I'd say if they get a big man, they're gonna trade for one because their window to win is right now. Like Curry's what, 32? He's getting up there in age and so is Clay and so is Draymond. All these people they can't wait three years for their pick to develop. They need someone now. So that's why I think they're going to trade it, whether it be for Beal or a big man, they're going to trade it for somebody, in my opinion.
2: I think the, the I, honestly, they should consider trading dream on That's
0: just not going to happen. He's been a part of the I dynasty. Think that, yeah,
2: ruined chemistry, yeah. I
0: think. I know he's like washed up or whatever, but it'd be the same thing as, you know, uh, this Isaiah Thomas. It just doesn't, project well on the organization PR wise. Yeah, that's true.
2: Like, he's, he's just very injury prone. Yeah.
0: I, yeah. Don't, I don't think he's a good player either. Like right now he used to be in a, you know, perennial all- all-star, but he's just, uh, yeah. he's never going to be that player again, in my opinion, but we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. And w- lastly, we want to introduce a segment called the final take where each one of us is going to give one sort of extravagant statement that, we think is true but others might not agree with and we'll see what the other people think for me my final take is i said this earlier to the guys on text but luca will be a top five player of all time in my opinion it goes mj1 lebron 2 and then in that three spot i don't know whether to put kobe magic or kareem and i think luca is going to be in that mix right there with them I think MJ, he won't be better than MJ, he won't be better than LeBron, but he'll be in that mix with Kareem, Kobe, and Magic. Not Bird? No, I don't put no bird. bird. I no, put, put Bird's bird in the top 10, but not right there. It's just when I watch Luca play, I know he, he he just finds people out of nowhere. Like I don't even see him yeah. watching on the TV screen, and then he he just like throws it behind his head or whatever. He finds them out of nowhere and he can shoot the ball, he can drive, he can score. It's just so easy for him the way he plays, and he doesn't rely on athleticism, so he's going to be playing like this for such a long time. He's going to win MVPs in an aging West. He's going to win championships as well. It's just there's no way to stop the dude when he's just passing it out of nowhere, like and he scores out of nowhere too. It's just I don't see him being considered not a top five all-time.
2: That sounds like Larry Bird to me. Yeah. Yeah, I mean Luca. Yeah, Luca definitely has the talent.
1: He seems to have the IQ. He has the good, you know, pretty good coach. Um, he has Kristaps with him, but I feel like the league is getting more athletic. But I actually don't know what to think on that. I feel like the league is getting more athletic. You see all the prospects coming out, but at the same time, some of them like Trey Young, not the most athletic. All he can do, not all he can do, but you know, he has his main quality of shooting. So I think if the league doesn't get more athletic and Ownership goes well, they can win championships, then yeah, he has potential to be top five. But I think winning championships was... is key. Yeah,
2: Luca yeah. got it at least in uh five championships. Okay, I don't
0: see that. Um, you I'm can... gonna say, I'm yeah. gonna say three, yeah, three, minimum. I think he'll get three because like LeBron has three right now, and that's not you know, wait to see. Yeah, he has three, that's not like yeah. especially. Hard to do. I mean, yeah, it's definitely hard to do. But when you're in the West, which is completely aging, because by the time Luka's in his prime, um, LeBron's going to be washed up. Kawhi is going to be washed up. Who else is there? James Harden's, Steph. Russell Westbrook, yeah. Steph, Clay, all these people are going to be out of the league and gone. Chris Paul, you know, he'll be hitting his stride in the West just as yeah. other teams are, you know, starting to fizzle out. And that's where he gets his championships. That's where he gets his MVPs. And that's where he's going to become unstoppable and top five all time. Okay, Pelicans. I understand. You guys know a huge Zion Williamson fan, but that's one team. And people have always, they've always been rivalries between teams. And I think Pelicans, whether it be Pelicans, Grizzlies, uh, Mavs, Pelicans, Mavs, Grizzlies, there's going to be one team that keeps meeting up with the other team. And it's going to be, there's going to be good rivalry. But I think the Mavs with KP. They're just going to be unstoppable. We'll see yeah we will. We'll see Akil, you want to present your take next?
1: Yeah, um of course, this wouldn't be a final like a final statement without something very bold, so I wanted to go really bold here, and I think the Raptors will go back to back. Uh, I really feel this because they've been doing great in the bubble. they're eleven and one in the bubble. The in the playoffs, I know they played the Nets, but they put up one hundred and twenty six points in those like average in those four games against Nets. That's ridiculous for any team you're playing, even if you're playing the New York Knicks. Uh, they played the Lakers twice this year. They've held them to under 100 points. The Raptors are top three team three point shooting. They're top three in free throws, top three in rebounds, top three in plus minus. You know, they're top three in a bunch of stats. They have the experience, Marcus, Gasol, Serge Ibaka, uh, Kyle Lowry. They have the coach, even if he's not the best. You know, he's up there. They have all-stars. And, you know, a a key thing, they have the experience and the confidence because they just went to the championship last year. They know how it works, and I think they're adapting to the bubble a lot better than other teams are. And I think the bubble is key because if this was a normal season, I don't think it would be as favored in the Raptors' Uh, I wouldn't be as favored toward the Raptors winning the championship, but I think considering their success in the bubble so far, it can go really well for them, and I think they can go back-to-back.
0: Uh, I'd have to disagree heavy because, like, I know they're a good team. They may upset some random team, whether it be the Celtic or the Bucks or something. They may get to the finals, but in order to truly win, you need a superstar. They had Kawhi last year, and we saw our Hawks team in whatever year. They won 60 games. But once they got to the conference finals, they saw that superstar in LeBron, and they just got obliterated. So I feel like it's the same thing that's going to happen with the Raptors. Like, they're a really good regular season team and stuff. But once it comes time to shine in that crunch time in the playoff moments, they had Kawhi last year. And I just don't think Siakam's the same level of player. Fair point. Chitong,
2: anything on that? I mean, I agree mostly, yeah, with because They don't have, like, an isolation score. I yeah. still think you need at least one of those in order to win a championship.
1: Yeah, yeah, very true. But you know, has to be a bold take and hoping it turns out true. And luck yeah. is on the Raptors. I'm not I saying think definitely they can get out of the East. Because yeah, because they can beat, you know, they can beat the Celtics with some luck. They can beat the Bucks with some luck. Uh, actually, sorry, I'm. What I mean is, it's key to get out of the East. I think they can beat the Western teams.
0: Oh, that's a bold take. I Here's the thing. I don't hate the take because I'm not saying it's impossible. I'm just saying it's not, you know, they wouldn't be my top five choices to win the, win the championship this year. Maybe not even top three in the East. But they definitely have a chance, you know. Mm, but yeah. we have to see how it plays out. I just think they're going to face so many tough series with... First, let's just say it's the Celtics. Then they got to go play the Bucks, which is... Both of these are probably going to go six, maybe seven. Then they got to play the Lakers again, which is going to go... Lakers or Clippers, which is going to go six or seven. I just don't see them winning three of these series in a row, but it's definitely a chance. Now, let's yeah. move on. Jatong, uh, do you want to present your last take?
2: Yeah. Uh, and this is about, like, what's going to happen next year and the year after that. I think the Warriors win back-to-back in the following two years.
0: So you're saying 2021 and 2022, just confirming?
2: Yes. Do you think that's
1: dependent on who they draft?
2: No. I think they can win even if they don't draft well. Why? But whoever whoever they do draft is going to help them, definitely. But even as their team is constructed right now, I think they can win. Why? Why? Because... I think they're just, first of all, they, they've done it before, so they know how to do it. They have better shooters. Like, the watching the NBA now, like, without Steph Curry, without Klay Thompson, without Kevin Durant, without Kyrie, like, there's a lot of talent missing. And whenever you watch these games, you'll just notice that there's, there's, like, a lack of, like, shot making.
1: I have, yeah, I guess I'd have to agree with that.
2: With the Warriors, I think the one thing they do is they, first of all, their, their entire uh, defense is, uh, it's it's not, it's very like a team based defense, and so I think, like, and all their players have high defensive IQs, and I I think that's why they can even if they don't have, a great big man, they can still defend big men really well. Yeah, I, and on the offense. Uh, yeah,
0: I just have to di- completely disagree. I don't see them being a top four team in the West next year. Just because maybe not even the year after that's gonna be even worse. But I know like they have Steph, they have Clay, they have all this championship experience, but there's no depth. They have those top couple of stars, and after that, there's nobody, just a bunch of you know, useless scrubs. But
2: and there's there's another thing, and it's called uh the Warriors offense. And the Warriors offense is just on a whole nother level compared to everyone else's offense. If you watch Warriors games, you'll know that their offense just behaves fundamentally differently from all the other teams' offense.
0: Yeah, I know. Their offense is so unique. You know, the ball movement, the shooting. They have, you know, I really like their offense. It's just their one injury away, whether it be Curry who's injury prone or Draymond who's injury prone, They're one injury away from the season being taken away. And I just don't see that happening for two years in a row, you know, with their lack of depth and with the stars being injury prone. I don't see it, you know. Them winning two championships in a row what do you think Q? Uh,
2: I mean looking what at it right no huh? you can say you can say anyone can get injured right
1: yeah yeah
0: of course yeah but uh, some people are more injury prone than others I just don't think true. that some one of them is going to get injured next year and there's no way they I'm not I don't think they'll win the championship next year much less I don't even think they'll make it to the Western Conference finals next year but they're not going to win two championships in a row. i like a Kiel's take way more. I think it's way more likely with the Raptors winning back-to-back. But
2: I don't Who, know. Who's going to be the Warriors? I think the Warriors can – they can beat the Lakers. Yeah, I, I think if the – Lake, uh, sorry, if
1: the Warriors are fully – considering this year, if the Warriors are fully healthy, they're a Western Conference semi-team minimum, Western Conference finals possibly, this year if they were fully healthy. So I think considering where they are now, and I think they have to draft – either Anthony Edwards or James Wiseman and have them fit perfectly into a role. And then they can work, you know, I think it's not too big of a stretch to say they make it to the finals, but you know, or sorry, making it out of the West is really hard. I think going to the finals will be really tough, but I think once they get there, if they get there,
0: it won't be too hard to win.
2: And Andrew Wiggins too. He's going to make an all-star. Yeah. Their
0: defense is just horrible with Wiggins and, Steph. They just don't have the defensive players around him. It's like, and it, you need once you have Steph on the court, you need defenders everywhere, you know, just to make up for that lack of defense. And with Wiggins on the court, and they just don't have the same capability to play defense with Wiggins on the team as they would without. So I just don't think it's likely because they can't Wiggins defend.
2: Really not bad of a defensive player Bro,
0: he's horrible. He's horrible.
2: Wiggins is,
1: uh, really, yeah, he's a liability. Well, I
2: don't think like, when when you play with Golden State, you're not going to play bad defense. because he, he has all of the size, he has strength. To yeah,
0: that's that's why he was the number right. one pick. He has all the tools. He just hasn't put it together in the NBA.
2: Right, because because the Timberwolves won't hold, hold him accountable. I mean, the, but when you play with great players, you're gonna match their greatness. You're gonna try to master greatness. And I think that's why you'll, think, you'll you'll see Wiggins next year take a big step. He, he's gonna be potential All Star.
0: Not in because the West. He
2: the
0: yeah, he has all the tools, but I just don't think switching organizations, sometimes it clicks for some players, but even last season, like he didn't make that much of an improvement going from Minnesota to Golden State. And I just think it's going to be the same thing the next year. He's just going to be a mediocre player who has all the tools, but just never put it together throughout his career. They're paying him so much, but I just think he's just not going to be it. Yeah, I it's, uh, really don't
1: know where I stand on this take because, you know, Healthy. If they get James Wiseman, it works out. I could see it. But, you know, I think it would be extremely tough for them to go back to back out of the West.
0: Yeah, we'll see. There's definitely I don't think there's a chance for Jatong's Warriors back to back. but I think there's a chance for to uh, Raptors back to back. And we'll see. Only time will tell. So, I think that's going to be it for today's episode of the half court heave and i know there were some struggles along the way we were talking over each other you know there was some awkward silence but this is our first episode we'll learn as we get better we, we're just doing this for fun and if you guys you know enjoy listening to the podcast that's great and uh if you guys have any feedback for us just let us know you probably if you're listening to this you probably know like us individually so we'll see uh we'll see how it goes we'll try to upload one nba podcast every week one nfl podcast every week
2: Yep.